1: Welcome, you're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co hosts Mark Hunt, and non of Pacific Private Money, and Rob Spinoza of Guaranteed Rate. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon, with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is entertainment. Mark, take it away. I know you want to talk about interest rates.
2: Yeah, well, so we've got uh, Rob on, uh, mortgage broker extraordinaire. And uh, just before we started recording, I asked Rob if he had seen the article that I shared with some of our clients this week that uh, predicted that in 2021, we might see uh, mortgage rates hit the twos. Now, I, I'm Rob, I'm kind of uh, a little bit curious about that that prediction because here we're not even halfway through 2020 yet and they're saying that right. uh, in 2021 that uh, we we might see rates dip you know yet again into the realm of probably as low as they could re- realistically possibly go but, yeah, but what do you know yeah. about that or what do
3: you th- what do you what do you think well, about that you know, the funny thing about it is uh, the, the Yogi Berra saying, right, that predictions are really difficult to make, especially about the future, right? <laughs> so, uh, I, I, think, I think we've got an element of that in here for sure. And, uh, you know, what I'm seeing out there, let's let's go strip it down to fundamentals and say the 10-year Treasury note right now is around 0.6%. So, Mark, to your point earlier, how low could mortgage rates go? Well, I think you're pretty close to the mark. If you saw the 10-year treasury still below 1%, then I think if mortgage rates were in the high twos, that could happen. Um, I think everybody has to be a little cautious of this. Number one, it's a prediction. Number two, we all saw what happened when rates dipped even into the low threes, which was the first, the last week of February and the first week of March. And what it did is it created a a crush on the entire system. Lenders weren't able to handle the volume. And the way that they govern that is with their rate sheets. So, you know, if you you can't, if you don't have any more capacity, you increase your rates and that's how you cure that problem. So there is an element of that lurking out there in our system because there's a finite amount of resources. And then the third thing is you have to be especially careful because what, what precedes that? 2% 2% rate environment, is it terrible economics? Is it, you know, how many millions of people are employed? What are housing values doing when you get there? So I think borrowers need to be especially cautious right now and say if they have good opportunities available to them now, consider it. Um, and if we do see things move into the, those that range in the future, well, great, you know, take advantage of it if it makes sense, but um, don't count on it happening in lieu of what's available uh, well, well and, and can that's, I, that's my advice.
1: Can I wait until it does what oil did, go negative $37 a barrel, <laughs> and hopefully it's <laughs> going it to go negative 30% interest rate? Right. Yeah, but but I but but mean, what's, what,
3: what's going to happen with the oil industry, right? So, I mean, you look, you look at these, you know, um, uh, fracking producers and these shell producers in the United States. I just read an article this morning. Some of them are going to have to declare bankruptcy. You know, so... Right the the lower rates in isolation yeah great but what does everybody's own situation look like when we get there and and that's the thing that I that I would have a concern about if I were staring at a, a proposal right now where rates are as good as they are and foregoing that because I thought things were going to get better that's not my personal position on how to treat what we have but yeah i think the potential is there that they could go lower sure
2: well, you know what I think we should talk about a little bit on this show is we let in with, you know, mortgage rates could remain low for the foreseeable future well into next year. And I think, you know, and and, and now I'm remembering, so I didn't get a chance to bring the article with me here, but I'm remembering now that it was actually one of the Fed member banks that had made that uh, comment. Mm-hmm. And I think what that does is it, it represents the Fed's commitment to doing what, it can and whatever it's going to take, I think, to support the housing yeah. market to prevent a repeat of 2008, 2009, 2010. And, you know, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tease with this, uh, and we'll get a little bit more into it later, but, uh, um, uh, you know, th- they're going to do their part to make sure that, um, Housing prices are supported, and we don't see another 30% decline in, in prices and another foreclosure wave. And it's interesting. Um, I talk to people every day during, you know, this shelter in place and this whole environment. And I talk to real estate investors, I talk to trustee investors who are clients of Pacifics and i can't tell you how many people are trying to talk the market into another 30% decline because they're looking for <laughs> opportunity yeah. mm-hmm. they're yeah. looking for that you know they're wishful thinking that hey i'm sitting on some money i want to i want to get real estate when it's on sale again so i think there's a lot of hope believe it or not even though it's it's kind of crazy to think well we hope real estate prices you know crash 30% again so we can go bargain hunting you know notwithstanding the the human uh toll that that takes yeah but reality of it and is we'll talk a little bit more about this later there's a law of economics called supply and demand and so uh in in my strong opinion and the opinions of people much smarter than me and much more experienced supply and demand will not allow housing prices in the united states to fall 30 percent
1: very good hey guys i'm going to cut to our first commercial break here here's our first trivia question is uh what is the name for germany's high speed highways all right call 888-912-1190 first caller with the correct answer When is that tanning certificate worth over a hundred dollars uh, again, what is the name for Germany's high-speed highways? And I'm I, German. I know that one. I know. I, 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 I <laughs> today's trivia theme enter entertainment, it. but actually, it's, it's general uh, 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I want to make a quick mention here also for my, Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael. They are open for both takeout and delivery. So if you want pizza the way it ought to be, call 415-454-4300. I know I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. Yeah. Go to Mountain Mike's. Uh, sanrafel.com.com. All right, stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch us out. We're going to be right back.
0: For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host Edward Brown on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Humph and Nam Phan of Pacific Private Money and Rob Spinoza of Guaranteed Rate. Uh, Rob, you wanted to make some points about uh, what the Fed was talking about, right? Oh, we got to answer Yeah. That. Not... Oh, I'm sorry. I oh, really fun. Mark, Mark have I do not to answer that. Word. Okay. <laughs> One, two, plus... No, we got to get this. Okay. First trivia question was, what is the name for Germany's high-speed highways? Mark, take it away. Autobahn. Autobahn, that's Nice, that's, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Autobahn. Yes, very good. Have you ever driven on that? I have. Have
2: really? you? <laughs> yeah. People are doing that
4: here. They think it's the Audubon, <laughs> yeah, yeah. California. Yeah, I know I'm driving experience. like
2: 74, just like one under the limit where they normally give you a ticket on the freeway. I'm passed up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they just set People the record on
3: the cannonball run. Did you guys see that? So, the, no. they, you know, the, ca- the historic cannonball run. I think they, the average speed was like 113 miles an hour. <laughs> you oh guys just they flipped across the country. Because there's no traffic on the road. So this is about a few weeks ago,
4: but uh, yeah, I got a laugh out of that one. I didn't know that they're still doing the Cannonball Run. Last time I heard it was <laughs> Burt Reynolds. There was an article in the paper about there was
2: there was an article in the paper about how many tickets they've been giving to people driving over 100 miles an hour in the Bay
1: Area yeah.
3: recently. That's yeah. why there's a lot of accidents. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Wow. Yeah. Hey, Rob, you were going well, yeah, uh, mean, to continue. I was going to jump head. off on something uh mark said he referenced the fed meeting and there are a few bullet points that the trump Powell uh sort of highlighted in the meeting and, and i i think they're you know they're great launching points for a lot of what we were just talking about to elaborate on but some of the ones that i picked out we won't be in a hurry to lift off in any way so again you know will we see higher rates in the near term there's a really really strong argument that we won't um and Powell says the fed will continue to purchase treasuries and mortgage-backed securities as needed so kind of signaling that they are the backstop of the market for the market they are the buyer of last resort if necessary and and they're not interested in seeing the economy go into a freefall just as Mark referenced earlier um, uh, you know there, there's he says explicitly no repeat of concern that financial system is collapsing and we're a long way from exhausting the treasury's equity
1: so there you no, have no deflation, no deflation coming, huh? I've heard all well, of I, mean,
3: I think I think you have to take all of these things in, in the bigger picture. I mean, you know, y- this is what the Fed is saying, but, you know, the Mike Tyson quote applies here, right? Everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. And, and I think,
1: yeah, reason, yeah. you know, <laughs> exactly. part of the season... Speaking of plans, I uh, shared an article with uh, Mark and, and Nam uh, yesterday that, it, it it specifically hits people born in 1960 and probably and above, you know, like uh, earlier, you know, like 61, 62 and all that, that they're thinking about changing the Social Security so that guys okay. who were born in 1960, hello, that's me, uh, won't get as much as people born in 1959 and earlier, you know, Did I say by how much? Uh, about twenty five percent. Wow. Yeah, because there's just not enough money in the system. Mm. My prediction is also that by the time it when it comes, it's it'll, it'll be a needs based.
0: Mm. So yeah, yeah we I know, agree.
1: Get paid in and all yeah. that. I mean, but you know, because like, if you're if you're really rich, why do you need it? Right. That's, right. that's coming.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, you, you, know, you guys are all you're all in the lending business, and so you see applications like I see too. And I mean. I don't want to get into a political debate about this. I know that social security, you know, is a third rail for a lot of people, but when you see borrowers who have, you know, tons of retirement income, when you see borrowers who are still working and they're collecting that social security too, you know, yeah, they paid in, it's theirs, I get it, but I mean, it seems to me as as unsustainable to continue that. Mm-hmm. I mean, go, going into the future, I think, Mark, uh, Edward, you're absolutely right. I think a means testing thing has got to be out there somewhere in the future for the country. If not,
1: or, or or at least maybe like you can't collect more than what you put in. I mean, I mentioned oh, yeah. before I had, I had a I had a client collecting since 1961 until year oh. uh, <laughs> 2010, and I <laughs> her husband put in three thousand dollars, and she probably collected hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, it's the and ultimate Ponzi
2: scheme. Yes, yeah, it really
1: is a, yeah. a legalized Ponzi scheme. Um, so, Nam, I want to get to you for a minute here. You've got a deal of the week. Share a little bit about what Pacific Private Money does and why there's even a deal of the week.
4: Yeah, so at Pacific Private Money we're alternative finance lenders, uh, and we make loans on residential real estate. People who want to uh, purchase a home, or sometimes if they want to pull cash out, and they can't get conventional financing, they often come to uh, come to us. Uh, Not necessarily because they have derogatory credit. Uh, Sometimes they have, you know, they have some credit challenges, but oftentimes it's for speed or it's a scenario where a conventional lender won't lend on. And this deal of the week is. It is a lot like other ones we've talked about. It's it's a, a bridge loan. Um, this case, though, it's a really cute couple that came to us. Cute, cute. They they're, they really have the cute people. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't needed a mortgage uh, for thirty years. So they got a loan thirty years ago, paid it off. Uh, they live over in Solano County, and uh, they want to be closer to their kids and new grandkids in Marin County. Um, but they they're retired now. So they're on a fixed income, have 100% equity in their in their home in Solano County, and he uh, <laughs> said, we want one of those bridging loans. Bridging loans, well, uh, yes. And well. so they found a home in uh, Petaluma, and we were able to provide a, a loan on the purchase, doing, again, the cross-collateralized uh, loan that we do with the bridge loan, which is, you know, taking the uh, equity out of their departing residence in Solano County and using that as collateral for the purchase. And, they're closing. This is actually it hasn't closed yet. It's, it's going to close shortly. And, you know, there's a lot of stress for them because of the coronavirus, what's going on. They can't even see their kids or grandkids oh. yet. Um, so it was a lot of stress for them also just getting back into trying to borrow yeah. for the first time in three yeah. years. But uh, we're going to be closing next week and they're delighted. They're going to be moving into Petaluma, going to be closer to their, uh, to their uh, grandkids and kids. And uh, we were able to just all that
1: or did they buy the house, like, sight unseen,
4: so to speak, you know, just by virtual? Yeah, transport. actually, I don't know. That's drone a good question. Drone could have done that. You know what? <laughs> Given how uh, that they're, you know, up there, seniors, they probably would want to see it still. I don't know if I would embrace that. I know my parents wouldn't have embraced that yeah. drone technology, and they're like, how yeah. do I really know that that's a exactly. real house? You can't
2: really see the condition of the yeah. house, you know, the floors, and, you know, you look closely for, you know, cracks and...
1: No, that's a that's a very good But That was a cute story. Point. I'm glad we were able
4: to help them out. And actually I don't think they're going to get a mortgage after this. They'll probably just pay us off completely. Pay it all, off, yeah. In their
1: house. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Uh, guys, we're gonna cut to another commercial break and when we come back, I've got a deal of the week that you guys don't know about share no. with you, yes. Right. Deal
2: behind our back. <laughs> <laughs> I was still going to talk about uh, a report uh, from a noteworthy California economist about his opinion of what type of recovery we're likely to have.
1: Absolutely. Oh, cool. Sounds good to me. All
2: right, guys. Uh, another easy question
1: here. What does an archer keep his arrows in? What do you call that? Uh, uh, Call eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win that dancing certificate. Again, what does an archer uh, keep his uh, arrows in? Well, I got I got three easy questions for you guys. You know, I figured with this coronavirus, you know, I got to kind of keep keep an uplifting brain, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. keep my confidence level up. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, Mark says, I don't want to do the show. I want to know the hey, answers ahead of time. You know. <laughs> okay, last last time we am going to ask this question what does an archer keep his arrows in call 888-912-1190 first caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate which is worth over $100 stay tuned the best of investing will be right back
0: you're listening to the best of investing with your host Edward Brown for more information visit bestofinvesting.com that's bestofinvesting.com more in a moment on AM 1220 KDW You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown.
1: Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Confin, Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money, and Rob Spinoza, Guaranteed Rate. Our second trivia question, what does an archer keep his arrows in? A quiver. A quiver, that is correct. All right, guys, um, I wanted to share with you a deal of the week that I got, a little different than our typical bridge loan situation. So get a call from a mortgage broker who can't help this guy because this guy had made a lot of money as a consultant and he retired when he was 46 and got a big payout of like a million dollars and decided to live off that and just kind of like go into semi-retirement. Well, now it's been right. a few years. He's got a couple of kids and realizes, you know what, I think I kind of get to get back into the consulting business. Well, it's been four years now since he's had income. So he can't... Yeah. Get a regular co- conventional loan, hmm. um, and he wants to start his consulting business again. So it's a it's a bu- it's a business purpose loan, and he'll pay it back when his uh, uh, you know consulting firm gets off the ground, and he'll be able to show the bank that he's got enough income. Uh, but in the meantime, the loan to value is just about fifty one percent, and okay. it's, it's a property in the uh, East Bay that's in a good neighborhood. So. I know. Yeah, so again, these, these are the kind of loans Pacific Private Money does, um, and uh, we'll get into how people can invest in these types of loans uh, in the next segment. In the meantime, Mark, you've got an article you want to share. I do. So those of you
2: who've listened to our show uh, in the past, from time to time we talk about, uh, uh, we, we quote uh, either articles or uh, presentations we've heard from one of our favorite California-based economists. Uh, Chris Thornburg of Beacon Economics, super sharp guy and he's certainly not a lackey for those who are like overly optimistic about um, the economy since he was one of the few that predicted the uh, the, the whole uh, meltdown of real estate and mortgages. Uh, back in, already in 2005 and six. he was sounding the alarm bells. And so, well respected, uh, good guy. He produced a special report just this past week. Um, regarding the likelihood of uh, it being, what what kind of recovery are we likely to see? And um, the subheading of his title is uh, Overview, is is Hysteria the New Number? And um, in the article he talks about a number of things, and I highlighted a few things that I thought were were interesting. he says, you know, the real debate is really over what comes next. As always, the issue has been boiled down to a spelling bee he calls it. Will it be a V recovery or a U recovery Sorry. or maybe a W recovery where we go <laughs> up and down and up again? Or for the true pessimist, let's not forget the dreaded L recovery where we just <laughs> don't recover at all. And, and he said, you know, the, according to the media, the broad consensus appears to be a U, meaning that there will be little bounce following the record second quarter downturn, after which we'll have a long, painful climb back to normality. Huh. Now he says the problem with this forecast is that they are leaping to an extremely grim conclusion with little basis. He thinks there's little reason to think the economy can't and won't bounce back rapidly, possibly even so rapidly as to call into question whether this entire episode can be accurately described as a recession as opposed to a national natural disaster. So he says, why have all the the bulk of the outlooks gone so negative? He says, in truth, it's a relatively typical reaction. In fact, this kind of reaction in the media is really, unfortunately, the new normal. You know, the whole, it, if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. So in other words, you know, your CNN, your PMS, NBC, your uh, <laughs> your, your your World you News did Tonight, did you know, yeah. Crisis yeah. News Network, they're they're not going to be telling you how great this is going to be or or how resilient the economy is or how real estate prices uh, according to the laws of supply and demand really just don't have the ability to fall, you know, 30% in in value. It's just it's just not likely to happen. I, I some, I'd watch. I want to watch news
1: like that. You know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, give me the good news. I like hear things. Bad yeah. news. The
4: media isn't there to reassure you. I mean, what his? I love the term still that he uses before miserableism because yeah. really miserable it is. It, yeah. It, yeah, media is there to to just exacerbate reality. Yeah,
1: and, and people are so pent up right now. As, as soon as things loosen up, people are just going to go crazy. This is perfect.
4: People are glued to the to the TV, and then, you know, so the news stations want people to
1: continue. True, sure, but then right after that, I mean, the okay. people are going to go to restaurants. Yeah. Dinners, you know, shows yeah. and all that.
2: Yeah. So I'm not
4: going to bore you with the reasons why and
2: read this whole article. It's 15 pages. There's a lot of good stuff in here. There's graphs and charts, but essentially he says this Recession has nothing, absolutely nothing, nothing with a capital N in common with uh, that which uh, caused and created and sustained mm-hmm. the Great Recession. No, that was a mortgage 12 no, years ago. where they were lending. I, 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 lending I, lend. I,
3: I categorically and wholly disagree with nothing, and I'll tell you why. Because one of the things that these recessions or these events highlight is <clears throat> what Warren Buffett said, when the tide goes out you can see who's been swimming naked and and one of the things that buffers i look all you know personal responsibility i'm not trying to get on my soapbox here but i will tell you that i think that a lot of what you start seeing in these situations is people who do not have a rainy day fund of their own to get through you know something like this so i i get hardship i mean when someone loses their their livelihood there are emotional aspects to that, I get all that. But the fact of the matter is we've been asked to shelter in place for like, what, 40 days or something like that, right? And you got mm-hmm. people storming the Capitol in Michigan with guns because they can't do it. So it's like, I, I think that when this says there's nothing in common, what's in common with that is there's you know, an ability to, to, to withstand an economic hardship, not of your own doing, that is forced upon you, and 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 being able to navigate it. Uh, and I hope he's right about all the other points because I'd love to see that this thing snaps back and people get hired back and they go out and they and they you know they go to restaurants. I think that's true. I agree with you guys on that because I know that's the way we feel. But one of the things that America needs to address as a, as a population is its savings rate and and its ability to get through things like this. And you know, consumerism is great. But not at the expense of people being able to hold up their own financial households, and I think that that this is again showing us that that that's a big part of what uh, you know people experience in these things.
2: Okay. Now, you're you're certainly right about the hardship, and a lot of people, there's a lot of pain. A lot of people are being hurt. Um, but yeah, it's terrible. You the know, ability, you, the ability to bounce back—that's really going to be. There was no ability to bounce back in 2008. No one oh, was I agree. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: All right, guys. We're going to cut it was to so yeah. Yes,
2: exactly.
1: We're going to uh, cut to another break when we come back. We got some uh, interesting emails for both of you guys. Uh, third trivia question What is the usual age for a Jewish boy to celebrate his bar mitzvah? Hmm. What, age, what age is that? All right. Call 888-912-1190. Uh, and what's the usual age that he celebrates a circumcision? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 okay, that's, only one. that's the only one we want. All right. call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. You know, I remember being bar mitzvahed. I don't remember getting circumcised. Okay. Stay with us. The best of investing. we will be right back.
0: For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly. At 888 912 1190. That's 888 912 1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: Welcome back to the best of investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hunt, the and Nonfana Pacific Private Money and Rob Spinoza guaranteed Rate. Third trivia question What is the usual age for a Jewish boy to celebrate his bar mitzvah? 11.
4: 13.
1: 13. I don't know anybody. Really, but... <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you got two out of three. Don't worry. Right. Keep, keep your confidence up high. I'll just go. All right. Uh, You're going to go jump off the golden gate now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> lost <laughs> him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, here's a couple of uh, emails that come in for the boys here. So for Mark and Nam, uh, how has your underwriting changed with making loans due to this virus situation?
2: <sighs> Nam, you can answer
4: <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> looking over <laughs> it hasn't at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we, yeah, we, uh, we, it's changed in a number of ways. I mean, obviously, uh, first and foremost, a lot of people right now are unemployed. So people coming to us needing a loan or, you know, we're going to look closely at their source of income. Um, and if it's, you know, if it's for business use, what kind of business do they operate? Uh, we've had to turn down a number of loans recently that 45 days ago would have been just no brainer loans. They probably would have never crossed our desk in the first place. Right. Asset base cash
2: out on existing real estate, oftentimes pushing the envelope they want 70 even though we're saying 65 is our new limit on cash out but it's more than that it's it's like you know what's the use of the what what business do they have you know one guy had a restaurant business and he wanted to pull money out of his primary residence to rescue his restaurant it's like we want to bet on that as lenders. Do we want to have to foreclose on that poor guy's home if the restaurant industry doesn't bounce back? And it's one of the industries that if you had to bet on which ones were going to struggle coming back in, in the second half of the year, restaurants would be one of those. So,
4: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that uh, somebody actually came to wanted to who was in the process of opening. I think it was a bar. <laughs> it's like talk about poor guy and talk yeah. about bad timing. Um, so certainly we look at, you know, their employment, um, we, like yeah. so it's a bar that delivered, so yeah. Yeah. To say yes to that all day long. Um, you know, and, and also like Mark was saying, instead of 70% loan to value, uh, maybe we'll cap it at sixty five. Uh, as the max, just because you know who knows what will happen with home values. Even though we don't
2: believe home values are going to decline much in most markets where we lend, uh, it's better to be conservative and and take out an insurance policy on well, what if it does? Mm-hmm. And so going from 70 to 65, or even 60, is a pretty easy conservative move to make. Uh, although it's not always easy from the borrower's perspective, because usually when a borrower comes to you with equity in their property, they may already have a loan at 40 or 50% and think, well, I want to borrow against that several hundred thousand dollars I still have remaining in equity in my home, or it might be as high as a million because Bay Area prices are quite a bit higher, but we don't want to be in junior position having that kind of exposure at a high combined loan to value behind their first, It's just, it's not the market to do that. We'd rather focus. But you guys,
3: you guys have some wide latitude with, if you see a property that, you know, let's say you have a 65% guideline for cash out, but you see a property in a scenario that that would warrant a 70, you can certainly make that concession. You know, business uh, looks like it's stable, all that sort of stuff, Right.
2: Oh yeah, Yeah. well, for example, like if it were in a prime residential neighborhood of San Francisco, what's the likelihood of San Francisco dropping 30%? It didn't drop 30% in 2008. So it's just not likely. You know, let me ask you about a major
1: earthquake. Someone brought up uh, today about uh, rental property or or office space in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So with this maybe the new norm of uh, social distancing, Mm -hmm. People are looking at some of their high rise units that they're paying $80 a square foot. That's on a yearly basis, but that's, you know, $6.67 a month per foot, which is a lot. Right. And they're realizing, you know what? A lot of these people can work from home. Right. So what's that? There's a prediction that rental rate, commercial rental rates might drop 50 percent. Next year. Ooh, now again, that's, who? I that's mean, it's anybody's guess. Yeah. It's anybody's guess. But the other part of it is, if it's social distancing, if you have to keep enough distance between you and the next person, you may not be able to get rid of that much space.
4: Right. Oh, uh, right. where uh, That
1: might keep the demand a little bit higher. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind, kind of, of offsetting. Uh, maybe uh, could 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 potentially be offsetting. There, okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Rob. Let's get into the email for you. It says, "How sure. hard is the coronavirus making it to get a conventional loan nowadays?"
3: Um You know it's definitely influencing uh the process and and how hard is it making? I think we've touched on the key points I mean is a borrower still employed? are they going to be employed when they fund and and one of the ways we're addressing that is multiple checks of, of or verifications of employment, including for example it's you know if you cross. The 15th or the 30th of the month, we're probably going to ask for that most recent pay stub before we fund the loan. Even if your employer says you're still working, because we want to know do you have reduced hours? Are you still employed but furloughed? Are you, you know, there's all sorts of things that we're especially concerned about. The process really itself hasn't changed too much. You know, if somebody comes to us and they need a loan you know, buy a house 20% down, that's going to look a lot like it looked a couple of months ago. And that's really, um, you know, we're we're grateful for that. Uh, but we do residential mortgages, conventional lending, jumbo lending, FHA, VA, that sort of stuff. Um, the other place where we've seen it have an impact uh, and it's getting a little better is just the appraisal practice. You know, is the property vacant? Can an appraiser access it if it's not vacant, do the occupants want anybody coming through the property? Because these are the sorts of considerations you need to outline at the beginning so that you don't end up in a standstill because someone's help is at risk. So no,
1: let, me ask, um, let me ask you, will you ask if the employer applied for the PPP program? Because then they're probably not going to uh, get rid of their employees.
3: Um, we, we are not doing that as part of our verification process, but if if you have somebody who's a self-employed business owner we could certainly inquire about that sort of thing or see if they made an inquiry for that so um no that has not come into the picture yet could be the next shoe to drop but so far not uh, not involved i I, I do
1: think if you apply to the program then you're not supposed to get rid of your employees or else you're not supposed to get that loan so that's almost Uh, yeah you know yeah so it's not a bad idea you might want to
3: suggest
4: no, I, <laughs> good idea. Good uh, what, idea. I, what, I, what I
3: was gonna advise everybody is that one of the things that's out there right now, and we're trying to be especially sensitive to you know, we're an independent mortgage bank, and these forbearance and deferral programs that exist out there, you know, they they are assuming that these are agency loans. So Fannie and Freddie, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Ginny Mae, FHA loans, that sort of thing. But borrowers need to be really, really careful to not you know, refinance or buy a house with the expectation that they're going to go right into forbearance. Because a lot of times, Stanley or Freddie <laughs> don't have that loan yet, and yeah. they, could end, they could find themselves in a foreclosure proceeding simply because they're not eligible for that program. So they've heard about it, yeah. and they think, hey, I'm going to put one over on the industry. Please, if you're out there listening and that's... On your mind, it's it's a it's just a bad approach all the way around. I mean, you know, the the forbearance programs, the the, um, the deferral programs. I think the intent is correct on them, but I'm pretty sure the intent won't stay in place on the government's part if that program is abused. So, I mean, we all have to be each other's keeper. I think in situations like this, all the way across the spectrum, financial, right. you know.
1: All right, I'll Rob, stay with us. we got to get to our sure. last commercial break. When we come back, uh, the Best of Investing will have some closing comments and ways that you can invest in some of these loans that we've been talking about. Stay with us. The Best of Investing will be right back.
0: You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown.
1: Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Confinnom Fon of Pacific Private Money and Rob Spinoza of Guaranteed Rate. Didn't have a trivia question, but uh, guys, want to ask you, um, so some of these loans that you're talking about uh, for the Pacific Private Money uh, Fund, uh, how would people invest, you know, if the audience is listening and say, boy, those loans sound pretty conservative, uh, what kind of rate can I get by investing in them?
2: Well, we've got a couple of ways people can invest in, um, uh, mortgage backed products. Uh, so Pacific private money, uh, we're a licensed uh, mortgage loan originator in the state of California under the department of real estate and the department of business oversight. We, um, All all of the loans we originate are are real estate loans, and the capital that we use to fund those loans is 100% private capital. It all comes from private individuals, uh, most of whom uh, reside right here in the Bay Area. Been doing that since 2008. Uh, We have over 350 people who have invested at least once. Many of those 350 have been investing with us for many, many years, and, and some of them in multiple products that we offer. Included in those products is we've got um, a couple of different mortgage pool funds. One is our uh, legacy fund, the uh, Pacific Private Money Fund we started in back in 2013. That's been paying uh, in the high 7% range consistently for many, many years now, uh, and is still paying in the mid-7s right now, mid-7% range. Then we've got a new fund we launched called the North Star Fund, which is a construction uh, lending fund. It focuses on providing capital, uh, much needed capital to home builders and other qualified uh, builders uh, in Northern California. There's a high demand for homes, as you know. California has a structural shortage of homes. And mm-hmm. remember all the homes that were lost to fires yeah. uh, in the last four years. and less than half of those homes have been rebuilt to this day wow. and still are looking yeah. uh, to to get their permits and to rebuild and you think it's going to be easier uh 6 months from now to get a, <laughs> uh, a, a, loan, yeah. a construction loan it's not right. so the private industry no really steps up to fill that void so uh and then uh third you can invest uh, directly in uh individual notes uh through our uh online platform that we call privatemoneyloans.com. That's privatemoneyloans, plural.com We post, uh, every week we post one or two new uh, investment opportunities, uh, most of them uh, here in the Bay Area, but uh, you know, throughout California we lend, um, and they'll pay various rates of return depending on the note rate. If it's a first position loan, the rate we're offering typically is gonna be in the mid eights to maybe even 9%. So, uh, you want to register. And uh, once you're approved, then you can uh, you'll receive emails every time we post a new investment opportunity. So, if you're someone who likes to invest directly in an individual note, uh, we offer that through privatemoneyloans.com. And if you want to invest in a fund, uh, we've got multiple fund products. So for more information, go to pacificprivatemoney.com. And
1: uh, Rob, we forgot to uh, ask: How do people get a hold of you if they have questions about uh, conventional real estate loans?
3: 415-367-5959, 415-367-5959. And with Guaranteed Rate. I work out of the San Anselmo office, uh, but uh, these days I like to say I work from home. <laughs> and uh, <yeah. laughs> and uh, you know, you can find us, Guaranteed Rate's one of the largest independent mortgage banks, so we're at rate.com. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to help answer any questions. It is a really crazy time out there, but we're one hundred percent operational and uh you know, we see a lot of inquiries these days, obviously regarding refinances and um yeah, I'm happy to help out on any of those.
1: Very good. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh here's our thoughts for the day. One's a thought and the other one's a little bit of a pun. So uh here's the first thought. I wonder what my parents did to fight boredom before the internet. I asked my seventeen brothers and sisters and they didn't know either. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's like a TikTok videos, a good,
1: right? Here's a good one for you. Uh, I swallowed a bunch of Scrabble tiles yesterday, and it gave me thesaurus throat. Uh, On top of that, that, my next trip to the bathroom could spell disaster.
3: (laughs) I thought you guys
1: would like that. All right. And with those.
0: And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader.